Okay, I'm going to start off with a disclaimer. Anyone who is newly pregnant or about to give birth, you might want to skip this episode um, because I am sharing my birth story. So if you... Trigger warning. Yeah, it's... We're going to go into the details of the birth of my child, our child. So we're just going to jump into it and enter at your own risk, basically. (laughs) All right, let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sutherland Girls. Welcome to our third season, which we go, we've done a season every year that we've started this. So our first season was very short because we started it in like October (laughs) and then all of 2022 was our second season. And now that we're in 2023, it's our third season. Oh yeah. I'm Brittany. We haven't done this in a while, so I forgot (laughs) the entrance. And I'm Shannon. Our guest today. My baby daddy. I'm Woody. <laughs> the baby daddy in the house. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about the birth story of our little baby. A little baby. Um, I ju- I'm just going to come out and say it. We had a boy. And we're going to start off by basically talking about how <laughs> we tried to induce me. Naturally. So, yeah. So my my due date was January 20th. Um, on Thursday the 19th, uh, we decided to do a short walk because... Mm-hmm. We, we were afraid that you would go into immediate labor. Yeah. Like you and grandma have always said, short labor in our family, mm-hmm. even for the first one. Mm-hmm. And all of the nurses and doctors that I've seen before I went into labor were like... You might want to rethink that because the first baby is usually like 20 something hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I still went into it thinking that it was going to be a very short time delivery. Um, so we did a small walk and then I ate spicy food that night. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, well, I can like start the inducing naturally with all the like wives tales things, mm-hmm. which was such a regret i didn't have heartburn until the last month of pregnancy right and of course i ate spicy food and i didn't get any sleep that night i think i got maybe five hours because i was waking up with indigestion so badly and then by friday you came over and i was so exhausted and still had heartburn Uh uh-huh would not go away um but i was working on friday as well so on my breaks we would go for super long walks so i think we went on three walks on friday yeah yeah Yeah. um and then i focused on working and doing my last minute things before i started my maternity leave um um, i really wanted my water to break early saturday morning um but when we were walking on Friday, my legs and hips were hurting so bad. So we only got to walk three different times. Um, and then I also washed my hair and curled it to prepare in case there was spontaneous labor <laughs> or my water breaking at 1am. For some reason, I felt like my water was going to break in my sleep while I was in bed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was going to wake up to like a puddle. Right. Everyone thinks that. 
gosh. Um, okay, so then on Saturday the 21st, um, you got you came over really early in the morning, like 8 o'clock, maybe? Yeah, I think it was pretty yeah. early. I don't remember how early. But and yeah. I was still having a really bad acid reflex. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up at like 1 a.m. crying the night that morning and just being like i am so tired of having this acid reflex i want this baby out and i was taking natural antacids and then in the morning i made woody go and get like actual pepto yeah because i was just like i can't handle this anymore it was so bad yeah yeah you were keeping both of us awake that night i mean i'm sorry I was not nearly as uncomfortable as you were, obviously, but I definitely didn't sleep either. Yeah. So it literally was our last night of sleep, um, Friday into Saturday. I kept like asking Woody, like, go get me cold water or get me ice cubes so that I can like suck on them so that it would help the acid reflex or something. Right. Um, but yeah, nothing worked until you got me actual Pepto. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about it until right now, but what should have been our last full night of sleep was terrible sleep. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you guys hadn't slept since Thursday really, cuz yeah. Friday was terrible. Yeah, we got like a combined four and a half hours maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. Um so again, we went for super long walks. Um and then when I would take breaks, because my hips and back were hurting so bad. Right. Um, when I needed a break, I would bounce on the yoga ball thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then you came over at like 2 p.m. or something like that for our last walk. It was like our third or fourth long walk. Yeah, I think I left and came back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it was four, because Woody and I went on a walk at 2. Right. And then... Um, that's when me and you went on our last walk that I started having contractions. Right. Then and we started timing them and keeping track of them. Yeah. And they were like five to seven minutes, but mm-hmm. then they stopped. Right. And then it would go like 24 minutes. Then they would start again. Yeah. Yeah. So. I remember, I think it was in the garage. Yes, you were. You were organizing the garage. Oh, yeah, you were. You were putting together a shelving unit. Oh, yeah. So I was organizing the garage to make sure that we could keep your car in the garage once you gave birth. And I remember coming inside and I was like, hey, what's the update? And you guys were like, contractions every 10 minutes. And I was like, why did nobody tell me? I need to take You're a like, shower. You're like, do I need to take a shower? I do to, I need to get ready? What should I do? I need do? to finish loading the car. There's stuff I haven't done yet. And I was like, why did nobody alert me that we were having contractions? Well, on the walk, they were like 20 minutes. We had to keep stopping. And then we sat i was sitting on the ball and you were like are you still having contractions and i was like well they stopped but now i feel like they're like really close yeah and i i'm literally i was waiting for my water to break to be like okay let's go to the hospital it is hard until your water breaks to like no do i go now because sometimes you get okay they're like five minutes apart and you get in the car and they stop yeah 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 um, and then after you left, you you said... Well, before okay. I left, I wanted to say one thing. <laughs> when Woody came in after he finished oh, yeah. up in the garage, got everything back in the garage, and then he said, should I take a shower? And we were like, yes, yes. go take a shower now. <laughs> and right then he was trying to get gather stuff for the car. <laughs> so he goes... 
<laughs> he goes to get in the shower and the front door is open. I look out in the front door. Your hatch on your car in the driveway is wide open. <laughs> All the stuff to go in the car is sitting in front of the front door. <laughs> and he's in the shower. <laughs> like full panic mode. It was mode. so cute. I yeah. went into action mode. I jumped right into action. Yeah. I I have in my notes um, by 6 p.m., I started to set up the house so that if I went into labor later in, in the night, that when we would come home, it was clean. Yeah. So I was like gathering things that don't belong in the living room and the right. dining room and just cleaning up while you were taking a shower. Um, <laughs> this is kind of like TMI. But um, around 7.30, we did the deed. <laughs> Because I was like, I was like, I want my water right We've done now. everything. <laughs> yeah. And that it, my contraction stopped for a full hour while you and dad were at dinner. I was like, it's like nothing was happening. Right. And like I was I like, this is not okay. I, we need to progress. This. The next thing. What's the next thing on the list? And everyone, because I was posting on my personal account that we were walking a lot to get the baby out. Well, and a couple of people saw us walking. Yeah. And they were texting and calling. Yeah. But everyone who knew that we were trying to induce me by walking was like, the only thing that's going to get the baby out is sex. And I was like... We tried curb walking, so, everything. Yeah. yeah. Curb walking sucks yeah. so bad, especially when you have like an extra 40 pounds on you that you're not used to having. Ugh, awful. Um, so by 8.30, Woody goes, <laughs> do you want to go to Home Goods and walk? And I was like, let's walk to Home Goods because nothing was progressing. Right. <laughs> so I realized that we were out of dry cat food and oh, we were right. supposed to get dry cat food delivered from Amazon that day. And it said that it was going to be delayed until Tuesday. So I said, I need to go to Sprouts and get cat food. Yeah. Do you want to go to Sprouts with me? And you said yes. And then when we were getting ready to leave i was like oh we could go to home goods too and walk around there take one last walk without walking around in the darkness outside but you suggested we walk from our house to sprouts which is like i don't know a mile yeah a mile and a half yeah like a mile at least a mile each way and i was like no sounds like a terrible plan because what happens if your water breaks yeah Yeah, you sit here i'll be right back and he has to run home and cold (laughs) yeah poor plan yeah, so I'm glad we didn't do that. <laughs> so yeah, we ended up going to Home Goods. I bought like two picture frames, and then we went to Sprouts, got the cat food and some snacks, and then by the time we got home, it was like nine thirty, something, some something like that. And I was like, okay, the house is clean. I don't want to sit down yet. I like I don't want to relax, so I'm just gonna stay on my feet and do my hair like curl my hair do my makeup i ended up putting fake eyelashes on which is nuts now that i look back at it (laughs) um but my thought process was like okay 9 30 i have full glam i'm just gonna go to sleep in all of this like flat yeah i was like willing to go to sleep in makeup um so after i was that was like almost it was almost 10 o'clock and i was like okay everything's done car is packed and all that's left to do is relax or sit on the couch so i at 10:05 to be exact 
I decided to sit on the couch and relax and I laid down and that's when I like looked at Woody and I was like "Uh uh-oh and I was like he said did your water break and I was like or I peed a lot (laughs) (laughs) that's always hard yeah and then he was like are you sure it was your water and then I paused and more liquid came out and I was like that's definitely I didn't I didn't have any control over it yeah and I was like, hurry, grab a towel, like go to the linen closet, grab a towel. He's like, jumps up, runs over. Um, I sit on the towel and he's like, are you sure that you didn't just pee? And I was like, no, I think that was my water for sure. So then I run or he helps me up off the couch because I got this huge ass belly. Um, and we run to the, <laughs> we run to the bathroom. <laughs> I sit on the toilet really quickly and then just in case like it started to gush out again and i look at my pad which this is tmi too but i was like no that was definitely my water because it's soaked yeah and it it's was definitely different it was you the bladder you know. it was the bladder pads it wasn't yeah. like period so it's supposed to soak up a lot of water yeah and i was like well not water but pee um but mine was water um and i was like oh my gosh my water just broke and then within minutes of sitting on the toilet, I started having really bad contractions. Hard contractions. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, this is it. Th- I'm is in labor. Ri- yeah, that's it. Yeah. So at, by 10 p.m. basically. And Woody took a horrific photo of me no, sitting on. No, it's not on, horrific. It's hilarious. It's horrific. A photo of me sitting on the toilet panicking, full of glam, big belly hanging out. <laughs> it's, it's a very tasteful photo of yeah. someone whose water broke. Yeah. I think you, it's great. You can't see anything other than your pregnancy belly and your face in pure shock. <laughs> it was artfully done. Very artfully. So then um, I eventually, you know, got myself together, put a new pad on and sat on the couch on the towel this time. And I started timing my contractions. Which... They were starting, they were like going back and forth between four and six minutes and then 12 and 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it was like 14 minutes then six minutes, yeah, then 12 minutes, then four minutes. And I had this app that tracked the contractions. That app is awesome. Yeah. So all you do is hit the start and stop button. And it tells you how long it was and then in between how long and how many, and it keeps tracking. Then it will tell you like you're in pre-labor. Yeah. Or you're in active labor. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point, I feel like we, okay, so I told you, I texted you that my water broke. Mm -hmm. And I I remember telling you saying, we're going to head, we're going to leave the house at 1030 for the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually we ended up leaving closer to 11. Right. I think it was like 1045. Yeah. Because by 1030, it the app alerted me saying, okay, you should probably start packing up and getting ready to leave for the hospital. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Yeah, it's really, the app is telling me. <laughs> yeah. And then I started tracking it still. And all the way on t- to the hospital, it was like, um not ready to leave for the hospital yet and i'm like well it's too late we're on our way (laughs) um and then by but because your water had broke it's a good idea to go to the hospital yeah and they told me that when we got to the hospital so 
we ended up getting to the hospital around like 11:25 something like that like literally like pulling up to the hospital um and i remember us trying to get into the building because it was like locked <laughs> and so we finally like got in checked in on the first floor um and i was like my water broke and i'm having contractions and they weren't going very quickly before i said that and i'm like the lady at the front desk when i was standing at the door i knocked on the door and she didn't even look up like it it happened that some other nurse or doctor was walking out Mm -hmm. and the automatic doors open and i was like am i allowed to walk in there like yeah they should have let you in a minute ago and i was like yeah nobody did thank you (laughs) anyways the front desk people were awful and rude um but everyone else the whole time were the nice is not very nice yeah because i had an issue with them too yeah go ahead so eventually someone walks me up to the whatever floor the labor and delivery floor and you went to go park the car and bring the stuff so like you went and parked and then brought the stuff up and i just went they escorted me upstairs because i was in pain they walked you they didn't put you in a wheelchair I didn't want to be in a wheelchair. Okay. Because I knew I was going to be sitting in a bed. The rest of the time. So let me walk and get this baby lowered a little bit more. Um, So then I finally get to the right floor. And it's like like a temporary place. Triage or something. Triage, yeah. Um, Where they like check you in. You you change into your gown. They run all the tests first. Yeah. And then they find you a room and you go to your room. Um, So that was like around midnight. And at that point, the doctor, the the nurse checked me and I was only one and a half uh, inches. (laughs) I was one and a half centimeters. (laughs) (laughs) Centimeters dilated. And I, I remember looking at Woody and being like, how? How? Two days of work. Yeah, yeah, of walking and bouncing and... And when we last saw your OB on Tuesday, she said you were one and a half centimeters. So it had, it had been like five days plus all of that walking and hours of contractions. Yeah. So two weeks before I went to labor, I was one centimeter. And then a week later, which was that week, five days before I went into labor... I was one and a half so that was really frustrating I told him I was like I had a feeling I was closer to two maybe two and a half almost three and even the nurse when she hooked up all the like monitors and stuff to me because one of the monitors is for the baby's heartbeat right the other one tracks contractions right and she she asked me before I went into the triage room she was like, how far along are your contractions? And I said, well, my app is telling me like it's around every 12 minutes. But then when she hooked up the monitors, it was every four minutes. Yeah. So I was like, how am I only one and a half? I don't think that you're refilling every single one. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Because sometimes you're like sitting there and the machine's going crazy, but you're not saying anything. It's yeah. Like you're having a contraction right now. Yeah. So weird. Um, So, yeah, it was a very long night, and we needed to rest, so we ended up going to sleep around, like, 1 a.m., and then they woke me up at 5 a.m., 
to check me again because when your water isn't broken, they can check you more often to see if you're dilating. But when your water breaks because of infection, they don't want to keep going up there and checking. The risk of infection, yes. Yeah. So it was like a good four hours. And I felt like they were checking me every four hours, basically, through the whole process. Um, But yeah, by 5 a.m., they were like, you're still one and a half centimeters dilated. And I was like, how? But also I was asleep. So I can, I can, you're looking back. You're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little frustrated by that. Oh, that was the time they checked me twice. The first nurse was like, I couldn't get a feel for it. So I'm not completely sure. So I want to have another nurse come in here. And so she checked me and she was like, yeah, you're only one and a half. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was really frustrating. Um, But yeah, the checking of the cervix sucks so bad. It's so painful. Um, And then by 7 a.m., now we're into Sunday on the 22nd. Um, They did a shift change because they do seven to seven shift changes. Um, I spoke to the new nurse and she was talking to me about maybe considering Pitocin, which I was completely against Pitocin because I had heard that it gives you this euphoric artificial like high Mm -hmm. when you're in labor and you deliver, which looking back now, it, it, it it did for me. I was so out of it. You were. Um, and it's really weird that everyone, even the doctor came up to me and I explained why I didn't want Pitocin. They all, all were like, oh, we never heard that. And I was like, well. You have to remember their medicine. Yeah. They're for medicine, obviously. Yeah. Because they are medicine. They're like, no, why suffer? Just take a drug. Yeah. Yeah. So by, she kind of like talked me into it. I was like, let me just think about it. I didn't do any of that either. And I was out of it. Yeah. So. So I told yourself up for that when the new nurse came in and was like, well, why don't you want to consider Pitocin? And I told her once she left, I talked to Woody and I was like, I think I should just do it because I'm now hour nine Mm -hmm. from my water breaking at 10 PM Mm -hmm. to 7 AM. I'm nine hours into labor and I'm not progressing at all. I really want this baby out of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now we're talking like the risk of a C-section if things don't progress because your water had broken so many hours ago. And that's what I was telling Brittany is I remembered the OB telling us a week before, you know, if your water breaks, basically you're on the clock from that point Mm -hmm. before we do before we decide to do a C-section. And so I told Brittany, I said, hey, what's worse, having this artificial high and not following our birth plan to a T? or the birth plan going completely out the window and then having to do a C-section or a sitting there for two full days, like 48 hours of labor. Right. Yeah. So by 8 a.m., the nurse came in and I told her, I said, I, I'm just going to, let's just do Pitocin. And she's like, well, I talked to the doctor and she recommended this one medication, which is two tiny little pills that you put in your gums. Like in your mouth, in your gums. You let it dissolve for 30 minutes, I think it was. 
And then if the pills are still there, you just swallow them. Okay. And it basically helps progress labor a little bit more. Um, and I was like, okay. I think it's, she said it like loosens the cervix. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when you walked in the door. She you had gave just it, gotten it. Yeah. She yeah. gave it to me and I explained to you what was happening. Um, but I do remember you texting me and saying, what time do you want me to come? And I, I finally was like, I just need my mommy. Yeah. I ran out the door. Because that double check of my cervix at 5 a.m. was like terrible. Right, right. Like traumatizing, terrible. Um, And then, you know, it being three hours later and I still wasn't progressing at all. So they gave me that. Um, Then by 10 a.m., the nurse came in and told me I should walk around. She had checked me again and I was two centimeters dilated. So... I really only progressed half a centimeter and oh but she, I do remember her saying yeah you're barely two centimeters. Barely two. We're being very generous by telling you two. Yeah I was so frustrated and I started yeah. crying. Yeah I think mainly she's just trying to make you feel better. Yeah. But like you had maybe moved probably not even a full half centimeter. So yeah. we got you on the ball and got you yeah. doing some exercises to help. Yeah, I was, well, first I was walking back and forth in the room Mm -hmm. and then by almost like almost 11 o'clock, I feel like the nurse came in earlier and she like went to go get supplies and stuff to get the ball, the bigger ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by 11 I was bouncing on the ball and she was like, you want to rock your hips every time you feel a contraction. So I told you guys like, tell me when I have a contraction and I'll just start rocking. Right. But after like 30 minutes, I was like, I'm just going to keep rocking no matter what. The whole entire time. Yeah. And then um, that really progressed my contractions. I felt like they were way stronger than they were before. I think because I was upright and I was like straddled. But she said she was trying to explain the fact that like every time you rock your hips, you're opening them so that the baby can drop down. Mm -hmm. And then I was like 50 minutes. I remember this very vividly. By 11.50, I decided I wanted the epidural. So we called the nurse. And I said, I I want to do the epidural. And then once the epidural's in, I want to do the Pitocin like right after. So that I don't feel it. Because I knew that Pitocin made the contraction stronger and and closer together. Right. And we didn't want to risk you progressing very quickly and not being able to get the epidural yeah and at yeah. that time the anesthesiologist was free yeah there was going to be some things coming up where they, she wouldn't have been free yeah so i remember the nurse saying well we have to give you an iv first and you need to have that in you for at least 30 minutes so then by twelve thirty, around that um my contractions were like every two minutes um when i was getting the epidural because i remember her saying how close are her contractions and she was like they're two minutes and i was like what (laughs) like you were thinking did they get closer than that no i i knew that they were gonna get closer but then i started to think like is it gonna turn into like a just a giant contraction like it just doesn't there's still a break in between them (laughs) So I was like, I can't wait to just be numbed. So I remember Woody actually videoed this whole process. And I remember him wanting to show me the video after they left. And I was like, I really don't want to know how this 
went into my back. Yeah, like I'm not ready. Maybe I'll watch it in a couple days. Just to give you guys a detailed description, um, there's this giant needle, which Woody, you had to sit down. He, the nurse. They make him sit down because they say if the father falls, then they have two patients. He has to go to the ER to get checked out so he can miss the whole thing. Yeah. There's no like, get. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you have to go. Yeah. So she said, sit down for this. Yeah. And then the nurse stood in front of me and I felt like they lifted the bed up like four feet up off the ground they do that so that the anesthesiologist doesn't have to bend over to administer but i honestly felt like i was gonna fall forward yeah it was the bed was very high yeah yeah and they made you leave the room but i didn't you didn't no i stood over by the door (laughs) she was like uh you have to leave the room during the procedure and i was like okay and then the anesthesiologist came in and she was talking to me so i just stayed there (laughs) i was like oh she doesn't care so I remember from the video, because I didn't see anything, but I was hunched over. They were like, really like round your back it's, out. That's hard, especially when you're having a contraction. I remember that part. It like, wasn't that bad with the contraction. It was more like, I'm all baby. And you're and squeezed. And I feel like I can't breathe because the baby's now yeah. up in my rib cage. So all that bouncing I felt like was for nothing because I felt like he sucked himself right back up. <laughs> little booger um but basically they put a giant needle in your back to numb it spinal cord yeah um and then i wouldn't say it's a thick needle i think it's a long needle it's a long needle and then they feed the hose through yeah but she so they numb it first and the numbing was by far the worst and she was like yeah a lot of people say that yeah it was like there was fire underneath my skin. That's And that's just numbing your back. They're just numbing the tip of it, yeah. not inside. Yeah. yeah. So also there was tape everywhere. That was a nightmare. Um, and then I remember my feet going numb. Not instantly, but like they were tingly. Like it was working immediately. Um, and that was just like the sample dose not sample dose, but no, 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 no. They give you a little bit of it to see if you have any reactions. Yeah, and then they'll have it because it's on a machine where it's constantly going in, dripping. You. Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, I remember them, the nurse bringing the bed back down, getting me comfortable, and me being like, "This feels amazing." Yeah, so happy because you feel warm, mm-hmm. but you also don't feel your legs. I like felt like there was like a heater in the sheets like it was so warm um so yeah i'm pro epidural (laughs) i highly recommend (laughs) don't come at her um but the pitocin was added to my iv once i was settled into the bed um i didn't really feel a difference right away um i couldn't feel my legs or the contractions so that was nice oh and then after a few hours in with the pitocin the strong ones I could feel. The ones that weren't as strong I couldn't feel. So that was nice. Um, by 4 p.m. I was still only at two centimeters dilated. Which was frustrating because like almost four hours had gone by. That was crushing. Yeah. I think to all of us. Is and that I when looked at you, you and I, I was like, you said, why? why? Why me? Why? Yeah. Why is? Yeah. And I was just like thinking back to my birth. your birth my labor yeah guilt immediately sets in like why was mine so easy and hers is so hard 
Yeah. She should be like me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not to mention you'd been like talking it up about. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a breeze. Don't worry. Yeah, you've six been hours her in that and out. For, like almost the entire pregnancy. You're like, yeah, me and grandma both had quick, quick, easy labor, so you should be good to go. And yeah. Was, so the guilt is like first watching you struggle, and now you've been awake for two nights, two days. You guys have been awake. Yeah. And it was like, I, I can't fix it. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Yeah. And then the fear that nothing is progressing, this could lead to a C-section. Yeah, I was freaking out. And that's when the doctor came in and tried to calm us all down. Yes. And she's like, so because you're not progressing as fast as we want you to, we're going to do this balloon. Like I just, I didn't have any choice, but I also was like, just get the baby out of me. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did care about the C-section part. So do right. everything before a C-section. Um, and that's when she did the balloon thing for the... If anyone's curious, it's called a Foley balloon. Okay. Um, so it basically, it gets inserted through the vagina and then there's little balloons that aren't inflated yet. And they inflate it with saline water on both sides of your cervix. So it kind of relaxes your cervix and opens it. Um, and it's supposed to get you to five centimeters. Right. So I was going from two to hopefully five. Um, by 6 p.m., the, and they also said, you'll know when you're ready to be at like five or six centimeters dilated because the balloon will fall out. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to really know exactly because I'm so numb. And we don't know because at this point they can't check you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just waiting at yeah. this point. Now we're waiting. Um, so by 6 p.m., the water... Or the water balloon. <laughs> the but well, during this time, during this time, you start getting back labor. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it's terrible. Yeah. Because you're like, why? I can't feel my legs, but my back is killing me. Yeah. I was like, I just want this baby out of me so I can crack my back. <laughs> um, but I didn't realize it was back labor until I, the balloon still hadn't fallen out at 6 p.m. Um, and I, so that meant I wasn't five centimeters dilated still. Um, and this is when I was just like crying hysterically and she like the nurse actually tugged on it to see if it would come out. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, no, it's not ready yet. Um, and so this is when Woody, you were laying next to me with your face in my stomach. Talking to the baby. Talking to the baby. Yeah. I was, uh, also very tired. And so I started telling the baby that it needed to come out. Otherwise, it was going to be pulled out. And uh, <laughs> I talked to my baby and I talked to God and prayed that um, things would start progressing quickly and that the baby would make its mind up and decide to come out and see us and meet us. And uh, I cried. Yeah. I felt bad because I was like, why why won't my body relax enough for my baby to come out? Right, like so, what's wrong with me that I can't do this? Yeah. Yeah. So by 7 p.m., the balloon is almost fell out. I remember that I was like, can you just check? Because it feels like there's a lot of pressure down there. Um, and it's what's annoying is they're like, huh, where do you feel the pressure? And I was like, all down there, like all of it. Like, it's not just like, like in your butt. Do you feel it in your butt? <laughs> and I was like, no, all of it. Everything. Um, so she checked me at 7 p.m. So this is an hour after the balloons in me. 
and the balloon just pulled right out and then she checked me to see how far along I was I think because I was laying down it didn't fall out right um she checked me and I was seven and we were centimeters like, yes! dilated seven 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I went from two centimeters to seven. I like I and it felt like crying. Bam. Yeah, I started crying because I was like, "Oh my gosh, finally!" And then Woody's like, "That's right, my talk with the baby worked." <laughs> worked. <laughs> so I skipped three, four, five, six in centimeters, right, and went straight to seven. Um, and then yeah, I wrote the whole room of the whole energy in the room um was looking up we were so happy but the back labor was worsening yeah it was getting worse and worse do you remember did i leave the room to go get food before or after that uh for no before we ate before the balloons came out okay yeah yeah i think that was like at five yeah i I don't think any of us moved after seven when i mean when they said she was seven it was like no this is like two hours yeah especially since they checked me before the balloon and i was two Mm -hmm. and then an hour later i was seven Mm -hmm. so i was like i think the baby's gonna come out on the 22nd and that's what one of the nurses said you might get your wish your baby might be born today yeah could be um so again an hour and a half goes by it's 8 30 p.m and i was very uncomfortable and i just i was begging remember i was crying while feeling all the back labor which back labor is like all the contractions but it's in your lower back right um so i felt all of the contractions since getting the epidural but it was all in my back and i was like I just feel there's way more pressure than before. Right. Please just call the nurse. And the nurse checked me and I was nine and a half centimeters. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is really. That was at like nine o'clock? That was 830. Oh, okay. Um, and then we thought, oh my gosh, you really might have this baby. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. And I made a joke. I was like, watch this stubborn ass baby is going to be born at like 1158 yeah. on the 22nd. <laughs> um, so, um, oh, this is when the nurses checked me and they could tell that the baby was face up instead of yeah. face down. This and that's the, why I had back labor. This is when the... This was frustrating. Very stressful time. Yeah. So by 9 p.m., the doctor or the nurses brought the peanut balloon ball ball, ball. peanut ball. Yeah, it's shaped as a peanut. It's like a um, exercise, ball. exercise ball, but it's shaped like a peanut. Yeah. So that it goes between your legs when you're on your side. Yeah. So they were like flipping me every 15 minutes for like two hours. Yeah. Well, almost two hours. Maybe trying to get hours. the baby i don't know and some positions were excruciatingly painful for you yeah so i i have written down that my legs were so numb we at had this to keep point moving them. that i couldn't lift my legs myself and i'm like i'm like i'm gonna fall off this bed and not even know it until my face hits the floor <laughs> <laughs> so um the basically what the ball was for was to get the baby to f- like twist right so that the baby can actually come out. Um, Needs to be face down. Yeah. As in like 
nose to my butt basically instead of nose facing up to the sky correct um so by 10 30 it was time to do practice pushing and this is when they were putting me in all these weird positions right like on my side now push on all fours on yeah. yeah and i was like well when i got to the all on all fours you put my hair up in a bun it was right. no longer glam time no. i was like i just want this effing baby out of me i was so angry well you're tired you've been in pain for two days yeah and, yeah. and then the pushing sucked and i got angry at woody a couple times because he was holding the fan he had a fan you had the ice chips and so you guys like anytime i wasn't in a contraction and i got time to rest i just want to let you know it was hours and hours of us standing fanning and ice feeding yeah (laughs) it wasn't like he was there for 10 minutes yeah yeah you had the luxury of just laying there for four hours we were standing the luxury of just (laughs) laying there okay we were standing all day my bed was so uncomfortable it was a hard rubber couch (laughs) so you started to complain about your back while i was pushing and i said if you feel like you need to sit down, you're going to have to go into the waiting room. It was, I remember no, saying it was, that. It was at one point he was trying to like, your knees, your legs start to get like kind of numb. So he was lifting up each leg and then he was like squatting. And the nurse was like, are you okay? Because we can't have two patients. You have to go to the ER if you fall. He's like, no, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> he didn't want to say the word, the T word. <laughs> he, he was like, I, I hate to say it, but I'm tired. I know, I... So I was like squatting behind you, yeah. and and then I made I, eye, I had made eye contact with your mom, and also I was so thirsty, but my phone was resting against my water bottle, and it was like video recording, recording. and you're not supposed to record the birth, so I didn't want to ask your mom to like move my phone and hand me the water, but at some point I must have like made a face because your mom looked at me and was like, "Do you want to switch sides?" and be sit down over here for a minute because there was a chair on my side yeah and i was like um yes (laughs) so basically i was pushing from like 10 30 to midnight and this is when they were like okay we're gonna have people come in and prep the room for delivery and i was like okay that means in my head this is the conversation i was having was okay that means like maybe 20 more minutes of pushing and then the baby's here and at that point i was like i don't give a f what day this baby's coming out it's coming out in the next hour right we don't care max yeah yeah we're not going i didn't get that wish yeah Yeah. um so this is when they were still trying to like flop me and my leg was hanging off the bed and i was like i'm going down like oh, when that nurse trying. was throwing you back and forth. And then she was yeah. rubbing my back. That yeah. was the best time was Massage. when she was massaging my yeah. lower back. Although I was completely naked. So it was very uncomfortable for people to be coming in the room prepping. Oh, when uh, Salvador or whatever his name was came in to put all the surgical stuff on the table. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. was like, yeah. don't mind but me. But he wasn't. I looked over and he was like, his eyes were like on the ceiling. And I mean, he was very respectful. And he ended up being the, he was the, um, tech. Yeah. For the, for the doctor. doctor. Yeah. Which means he counts all everything and then recounts prepares everything for birth for her Mm -hmm. scissors, you know, scalpel clips, 
everything, uh, gauze, everything she's going to need. And then after he counts everything as she finishes to make sure nothing's left inside Inside of me, which he then let me know right after. And I was like, thank you for not telling me before because I would have been traumatized. Yeah. Um, so I do remember, um, one of the nurses, I remember the nurses were whispering back and forth. Oh yeah. The two that were helping you flip the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm trying to not focus on that and focus more on, you know, breathing and not dying because I felt like I couldn't catch a breath. Um, yeah. Cause one of the nurses kept whispering to the other saying, call Nick, call Nick you. I didn't hear that. Yeah. And the other one was like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, we need to call the NICU. And I was like, but they were whispering it. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. I didn't know this at all. But there was no rush yet. you telling me this. I heard them say, we'll need the NICU and the chalk team. Yeah. Um, And they said there's Merconia, which means the baby pooped inside of you. But how do they know that? Because what's coming out of you? Oh, Okay. Um, so I never heard that, but you guys told me later on. Well, and they did tell you by flipping the baby, by your water breaking and flipping the baby, that it could be a possibility that the cord could be wrapped around the baby's neck. Oh, I don't remember that either. Um, but it also makes sense. Um, and then I do remember the doctor walking in. I don't know what time this was because we were all like focused on me and pushing the baby out. Um, but I remember the doctor coming in. Oh, they asked the doctor to come in because they nurses weren't sure if they got the baby flipped. Yeah. And I remember and they, one they of the nurses left. One of the nurses left. Right. And was gone for so long. And I was like, what is going on? And then she came back with the doctor. Um, and the doctor checked you and said, he's flipped or it's flipped. Yeah. The baby's flipped. Let's go. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Then the table's getting dropped. Mm-hmm. Um. And my legs were in stirrups. Yeah. I was like, I can't feel anything. <laughs> I can't feel my legs at all. They're like, oh, um, look, there's my feet. And also when I was practice pushing and they were like, grab your legs and pull them towards you. I was like, my legs are going to be in stirrups. Can we just put them in the stirrups now? Like, It's all part of the pushing, using the muscles is by having your legs and you holding on to your legs. Yeah. They're like, we're helping you by holding your feet, but they want you to hold on to your legs. Yeah. Well, I didn't like that. I know. I didn't like it either. <laughs> and I do remember them getting the like oil and they were like pouring it Mineral down there oil. and stretching right. my right. Per- perineal. Yeah. Going into being pregnant, I was very shy. And then once you're like in like having there really the strong contractions you're and you want the baby out of you. You don't care. There's no modesty at all. Just, you don't care. I'm never going to see these people again. I don't care. Come in, pull yeah, it out. Whatever. And Bring it to me. If they want to watch. Yeah. But I did feel bad for the guy that was prepping the room. <laughs> it, well, at that awkward. point, you were like spread eagle and there was just him in the room. Yeah. You know, and then the nurse, of course. But yeah. yeah. That was funny. So I remember the doctor coming in saying, okay, it's time to push, blah, blah, blah. And then a whole bunch of people behind her walking in. Okay, so and before that happened, there. the your main nurse Nancy, yeah, got on the f- radio and she said, "I need delivery team now in room 16. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Send chalk." Oh, and that's when I was like, "Something is wrong." And then within seconds, the room was flooded. Yeah, and in my birth plan, 
another thing that I didn't want was a room full of people. I wanted it was two packed. nurses and the doctor, and it was like 12 people. It was packed. I'm going to start crying. It's okay. So am I. Ugh. It was so traumatic. Yeah. I think that was mainly because of the Marconia, though, because they said if basically if the baby, you know, poops Swallows in its it. own water, it could be swallowing its own feces, which is very bad. Very bad. And then it has to go to the NICU. Yeah, because it could obviously get a, an infection of some type, and then also you could get an infection of some type. So that was the main concern. I'm just going to stick to my no- notes so I don't cry. Um, before I started pushing with the doctor, she said she would instruct me to push and then when to stop pushing. And I was like kind of concerned because I was like, that's weird. I thought you just pushed. Keep pushing until it's out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she did let me know that she was going to delay the clamp. Um, she, can and, I say something? Yeah. She was so awesome. When she came in earlier to meet you guys and to yeah. go over everything, she was like, okay, as it got closer, when she checked about the balloons yeah, and she said, okay, this is how it's going to go down. Okay. Daddy, you're going to be over here. Yeah. Of course, mommy, you're going to be right there. <laughs> okay. Grandma. You're getting the money shot. You're going to be right here. And as soon as the baby comes up, I'm going to lift it and I'm going to put it on her chest. You move over here and you get the picture. Daddy's going to come in. He's going to cut the cord. And I was just like, this doctor's awesome. Like a She's full like production. creating a memory. Yeah. yeah. And I did tell her and all the nurses like the whole time while we were waiting for a baby to be here. Um, I was like, I want him to announce the gender. And right. I remember the even doctor though I was in so in much room. pain. Yeah. I remember saying like, "Can you please remind the doctor, like to the nurses, that he wants to announce the gender?" Because there was your turn, your two nurses, your yeah. main nurse and the other other girl, and then right as they called the labor team in or delivery team in, um, a nurse, a pediatric nurse, comes in and she comes over and introduces herself to you yeah. as soon as your baby's born, albeit its nurse. Yeah. Right. And then the back team was the chalk team, yeah. the doctor, and he had three or four yeah. nurses with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when she mentioned that she was going to delay the clamp of the umbilical cord, that's when I started to think like, okay, something is wrong, but I'm going to stay calm. Right. Um, at some point when I'm pushing and then she says, she said umbilical cord and then neck and i was like oh my gosh so i was pushing 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 she finally i finally like she helped me get the baby's head out um and i could feel pressure and moving down there um and i didn't realize that the umbilical cord was wrapped twice which was really scary um this was the point when i stopped pushing and she said like she's like okay stop pushing and then it was when she was taking the cord off of his neck, it was like, it felt like the longest time. And so I remember asking her, like, do I push yet? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you're done pushing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. Um, and the I remember the room was so quiet. It was so quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and I remember, like, I remember it being super quiet and then looking around at all the nurses and they were just staring 
at like where the baby was coming out of me like just checking to see if he was alive um and then i remember like a rush of energy in the room when the doctor finally got the baby out and she was holding him and she's like okay daddy and then that's when you yelled it's a boy (laughs) yeah so she said okay daddy what is it and basically just held him up like simba it was (laughs) reversed and (laughs) this butt in the air as most of you guys know i thought we were having a girl this entire time so the sight of seeing a little boy was like so shocking to me yeah and so i like barely got it out the first time i was like it's a boy (laughs) yeah and then said it louder yeah uh so everyone could hear yeah so i remember you saying it's a boy and then it's a boy a little bit louder and then you you were saying um to me you were like we have a boy and i immediately remember the doctor had him in her arms for the longest time and i remember him being so purple like almost blue Mm -hmm. she was trying to uh, stimulate him yeah and sucking lots of fluids out of them. Yeah. A little oh, yeah. He, she was like. Yeah. And then uh, the chalk doctor who was over by the incubator at this point has moved behind the doctor. And from the minute his head popped out, he starts counting. I didn't hear him. Counting. There must be a certain amount of time before he has to have the baby because he started counting like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 huh. seconds. Okay. But she was trying to give you guys your moment. She wanted to put the baby on your chest and then she wanted uh, Woody to be able to cut the cord, which was supposed to be delayed, but yeah. she had to rush that because the nurse kept saying, the doctor wants a baby now, the bo- doctor wants a baby now, and he yeah. was blue. Yeah. So I do remember her squirting the, or trying to get all the liquid out of his mouth for him to cry. And I remember shooting my hands out. Yeah, you were trying to grab I him. I was like, please give me my baby yeah. right now. And yeah. then I remember like holding my hands out for so long and then dropping them and being like, okay, something's really wrong with him. Um, and then finally, I mean, sh- he was still blue and they put him on my chest. And I remember going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was rubbing him along with the three nurses that were around us. We're rubbing him. And then finally, the that the chalk nurse pulled him and took him back. And gosh, he was so blue. It was so frustrating and scary. What's interesting is the way that I remember it is everything going so fast. Like if you had asked me how long it was before he started making noise and breathing, I would have told you 45 seconds, like maybe Mm-mm. at most. It felt like, like five it, minutes to me. Like I watched and I watched them like sucking the fluid out and I could see his head moving around. Maybe it's because I could see him moving. Yeah. yeah. But he was like trying to move and his little arm and legs were moving. And then I remembered hearing him like take a few breaths or like make a few sounds, but not full on crying. Right. Yet. Right. And so I was like, okay, he's good. He's good. Yeah. So he eventually was born at 1 47 a.m so if you do the math i was pushing for three hours Mm -hmm. and i was in active labor for 27 but i also we had a full day of contractions before that yeah around 4 p.m that that the day 
of my water breaking. Mm -hmm. So I had a very long labor process and but don't forget that within minutes the baby was returned to you yeah he got a score of nine everything That's... was fine he didn't swallow anything he was perfectly healthy mm -hmm. i do remember her delaying the cord cutting because i was like rubbing him rubbing him rubbing him and then the nurse i stopped rubbing him and let the nurses rub him on my chest and then i remember her I felt the cord still in me, which yeah. was so bizarre feeling. Um, but I remember her, she clamped it eventually and then Woody cut it and they rushed him off yeah, to the back. I think the nurse said like three times, the doctor wants a baby. The doctor wants a baby now. And he was so panicked. He, I kept looking. I was like, who is this guy? The the doctor? Yeah. And yeah. then he was kind of wringing his hands and, and yeah. getting closer and closer. And I was like, of yeah. course, it's his observation of the baby. So as soon as the baby was starting to come out, which mm -hmm. which is really weird because remember when the doctor very first came in the room and she said, wow, look at all that blonde hair. And I was Everyone like, what are you looking seeing, at? saying that. And I was like, <laughs> as I was pushing more and more before the doctor had me stop pushing everyone was like look at all the blonde hair yeah. i'm like you don't realize what? that the head is down in that area for so long yeah yeah since we rewound to that to that portion of it i was thinking about um like you said you were pushing for like three hours and then at one point they're like okay just every single time you need to get, get start feeling a contraction start pushing Instead of the waiting that we were doing before. Yeah. yeah. And then at one point they were like, okay, push, push, push. And like, it was, there was constant. no rest. Like there was no rest. And I remember you saying, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And you were like, can I just take a break? And they were like, no. And I was like, no, she needs to take a break. Like give her a break. <laughs> he was, he and was then, trying. No, she needs to rest. And they're like, she can't. And then I remember like I stepped a little bit down towards uh, where the erection was happening and i could see like every time you were pushing i could see a little tuft of hair come out yes and then as soon as you stopped pushing it would go back go back inside in. of you it and was that's like when this I, big that's it was what, like a small yeah. circle like yeah. uh if you put your fingers to your thumb golf ball. like golf ball size yeah and it was like this hair would come out and go back in and, go, and i was like oh this is so cool and that's when i went back up to you and i was like all right, push, 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 push. But, yeah. like, because I, if you stop yeah. pushing, then he comes back in. And I was like, you're so close. Like, it's yeah. so close. You need to, I understand why they don't want you to take a break. And that was at the point where, like, I feel like for the for like a while I was counting because they were counting super slow. But <laughs> And you're like, could you count faster? So what he was Honestly, like, I was, I was watching them count and they were literally watching the seconds tick on the clock right above your head. And I was counting 10 seconds and probably seven because I was trying to help you out. A couple of times she went like this. We go seven, eight, nine, ten. You would yell eight, nine, ten. And lay back down. It was so funny. But once I started seeing like that hair come in and out, like I couldn't count anymore because I couldn't talk because I was so emotional. Yeah. Aww. Once you see the top of his head, it's just like, yeah. 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 So the doctor grabbed Liam and this is when Woody, you went. You started to walk and follow him with the you, doctors. Because the whole agreement in your birth plan was that if they took the baby anywhere, yeah. even in the room, that Woody would follow. Yeah. And, and then would, I would stay with you. Yeah. And so I could see, Woody, you were crying, like hysterically. Watching his, his son. And then I could, at some point, I was like, I could tell 
by your face that you were torn between do I go back to my wife or do I stay with my son? He was doing the teeter thing yeah. back and forth. Like, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. And the uh-huh. chalk people, like four of them or five of them were like surrounding him. So mm-hmm. I remember you being fairly far back away from him, Liam. Oh, by the way, that's our baby's name. name. Liam. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> yeah, so I was standing watching them do all of the tests that they do right after birth and um that nervous doctor was looking over him but like you said there was four people and luckily i'm tall so i could like see over them but at the same time i was like okay there's nothing i can do here i can't touch him i can't really look at him because i'm being blocked and then i could see you and i knew that you still had to get the placenta out you still had to get stitched up and I could hear you still saying ow and I could see the nurses like touching you. So that's where I was like, oh, I'm going to go be with Brittany. I'm going to go be with my wife because she needs me. Mm-hmm. My son is fine. Like he's surrounded by professionals right now. There's nothing I can do for him. So that's why I was teetering. And what did you say? I said, um, don't worry about me. Stay with our son. <laughs> <laughs> go to your son, you said. <laughs> well, I don't think I did. I say it that aggressively. Yes. yes. I didn't mean it that aggressively. Yes. I did mean it. As but you were kind of like, laughing. Don't worry about like, me. Stay with him. It was him. cute. It was very cute. But um, you, because of all the chaos that was going on during the birth, you guys didn't get to have your moment yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I do remember looking at you when he, what he was with the baby, and then I remember you kissing my forehead and telling me how proud you were, and I was like, this was so hard. Oh. Um. N- it's the hardest thing I've ever experienced to watch you in so much agony. First, so much disappointment and then so much agony and there's nothing that you can do. And I was just like, this woman is like a hundred times better than me. Me? Yes. I'm better than you a hundred times. I'm just like everything in your life has been a struggle. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, all in that moment. First, I was thinking like, no mother should be in here. First of all, <laughs> this is very traumatic. I would rather be in the waiting room and they come out and say it's a boy. Like, this is so traumatic. The fact that the scare that you might have to have a C-section. Yeah. On top of something might be wrong with your baby and all the pain that you were in. Because you didn't make any screaming type noises until the very end when she was trying to get your placenta out. Yeah. But... Your body was shaking. and I mean, I could tell when you're in pain. And it was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I can't, This there's nothing this woman can't do. <laughs> there is nothing that this woman can't do. I don't think I've ever heard you call me a woman <laughs> until now. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I can conquer literally anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless it involves Liam being in pain, then I don't think I can handle it. Like how you it, don't want it, it's, it's, to do it again. It, I realized in that moment that it doesn't matter how old your child is or that she's married and has her own family or whatever, that to see your baby in pain is just traumatic. And there was nothing I can do. I can't fix this. Yeah. So going into the placenta part, um, which was another traumatizing thing because I didn't realize, like I can't see what's down there. I can't see how much blood was coming out. And I remember the balloon was coming out and I she checked her glove and her glove was all bloody when she pulled it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I realized I'm bleeding a lot. 
Well, there was a high risk of you bleeding out. Yeah. Um, so at this point of the night, um, when she was stitching me up, I could feel the umbilical cord. Like she was like untwisting it or something. Like it just felt like she was playing jump rope inside me. It was the most bizarre feeling ever. (laughs) The placenta was still attached in my uterus and the cord was like coming out of me. So I could feel literally everything. Like the epidural was almost worn off. Um, and and she's very aggressively shaking your belly. Yeah, so she stitched me up because I could see the needle coming in and out and the string, which felt, it looked like it was oddly string. very lo- long, whatever it is. It was very long, yes. Was it metal? What's the The stitches? needle that she's stitching in there, uh, they're dissolvable. Well, whatever so the like material, material it was, yeah. like it was very long. And so she was like threading me and <laughs> stitching everything up. Um, and then that was after I was done being stitched up sh- is when she started shaking. She's like, brace yourself. Brace yourself. Here we go. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then she just puts her hand flat on my stomach and starts shaking it out of control, which, okay, going back when she pulled Liam out of me, I felt him leaving my stomach and, and your stomach flattening out, out. Yeah. and my stomach was flattening as he was coming out. It was the most bizarre feeling of my life. To this day, I still feel like this is how to explain the feeling is anytime you've made a jello mold in a bowl and then you flip the bowl upside down <laughs> to get it out and then you see it jiggling on the plate. That's how I felt my uterus in my stomach was when he came out. Like it felt like a ricochet of jello like jiggling like uh-huh. my whole stomach was loose and empty now and it was weird to look down and my stomach was like flat right there was like no bump um i mean there was a bump when i stood up because of all the swelling well, of course yeah. but um yeah it was just so bizarre of a feeling so then yeah eventually she stitched me up and then shook my stomach to get the placenta loose and f- I was in the room for one I of think my you're friends. Thinking opposite. She got the placenta out and then she stitched you up. I think it. No, because I remember thinking, why didn't you have my placenta come out before stitching me closed? Hmm. Okay. Because I was like, I don't annoyed. remember all that. I was annoyed because I was like, the hole was bigger and now you stitched it closed oh. and now you're <laughs> going to try to get this thing out of me. Yeah, but that's, I was annoyed. It has nothing to do with the hole. It has to do that it's attached up inside of you. Yeah. I think they probably stitch you up first so that you stop bleeding. Oh, yeah. Because you had, you had low platelet count and low iron. Yeah. So so then she shakes my belly. I was told at the very beginning of my pregnancy that I had my placenta was all the way at the top of my uterus, like where my ribs are. And they always made it sound like I was going to have difficulty or something was going to go wrong. And well, so I. This is the difficult part. I, now I realized why it was a bad thing was because it wasn't going to naturally detach as the baby came out out. yeah so when my friend that i was in the room with when she gave birth i remember the doctor saying okay push and it just came out and in two pushes the placenta like flopped out and i was like oh my gosh that's gross um i mean it's a miracle but it is gross (laughs) so i was thinking oh okay this is my time i'm gonna do tiny little pushes and then it's gonna come out and then she jiggled my stomach and that's when i was like cursing like a sailor like no joke 
Yes, she was. I was like, you're in a Catholic hospital. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the timeline. um, So at 1.58 a.m., they finally brought Liam back to me to do skin to skin. And the chalk doctor um, introduced himself. And I was like, I'm so glad you didn't introduce yourself when you entered the room because I would have been panicked. Um, And then he said that the baby was healthy and fine. And then this was the rubbing of the stomach was 2 a.m., which was two minutes after that. Like, they left. And then I had the baby. thank you, thank you, bye. They Uh, pack up all their emergency kits and leave. Yeah. I I have my baby back in my arms. I'm ready to do skin to skin. And then the placenta and the rubbing of the stomach happened. (laughs) And that's when Woody was like. Then the F word starts flying. Yeah. And what does Woody say? Woody? Woody, what what did you say? I said, not in front of the baby. <laughs> I was like, I can edit this part out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're not funny. Not in front of the baby. Um. So then after that whole traumatic experience of the placenta flopping out, I did have to remind the nurse. I was like, um, we're taking the placenta. I'm going to get it turned into placenta pills. Mm-hmm. Like the people were on their way to the pick it up. Placenta- bank is on their way yeah um <laughs> now i'm not in any pain from her jiggling the placenta out it's finally out i feel like i can relax i have my baby in my arms and then all of a sudden i look up and i go he's rubbing the side of me and i start bawling my eyes out and this is when i was like he's been the sweetest boy from the moment mm-hmm. he entered he was wide-eyed and alert yeah looking around yeah um and then he latched right away too so i was like this is the best experience of my life even though i've haven't slept in over 48 hours (laughs) (laughs) um i definitely remember looking at you and being like i'm not doing this again though (laughs) yeah you said this is it this is it not doing this again and i was like okay (laughs) i'm okay with that Um, and then shortly after that, um, I remember a nurse coming over and she was like, okay, we're, I'm going to give you this, um, injection to stop the bleeding. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was bleeding that much. I did feel like a car had hit me Uh cause like I did not feel like I could sit up. Uh, I felt like I had lost a lot of blood, um, which I did, um, which was scary. I didn't even feel the shot because I was looking at Liam the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you give it to me? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like on cloud nine looking at him. It's he like was... after all that chaos and euphoria and rush, then. Yeah. Yeah. Happiness. Yeah. Um, but then every 15 to 20 minutes, a nurse would come in and rub my stomach again to yep. get the bleeding out. Remember I told you that's the worst part. <laughs> It by far is way worse. I think the last couple hours of labor that I had and then the placenta and shaking of the stomach. I think because you're so bad. sensitive from everything that's happened. Your yeah. your stomach is so sensitive. And every time somebody touches it, it's like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah, ow. yeah. Yeah. Even to this day, like I'm three weeks postpartum and rubbing oil on my stomach is hurts yeah yeah like the skin hurts yeah it was around that time that i decided everything was good and fine in the world 
and then I was going to go down to the cafeteria before they closed at 3 a.m. to go get food. <laughs> oh, yeah, more I remember food. that. I do remember that. Because I was like, okay, it's two something, and they're going to close, and I need to be able to get some food. And I hadn't eaten, like, real food since Saturday. Right. For dinner, like right. 5 p.m. And, and now we're Monday. Monday. Yeah. And so you asked for chicken strips. Well, technically, I wanted Chick-fil-A, but, you know, the closest thing was the chicken strips downstairs. <laughs> but I went down and got chicken strips, brought them up, gave them to you, and you just started, like, eating right away. Like, inhaling them. Yeah. And at the same time. I also felt very high while eating. Like, you know, we're like stoner, like <laughs> I eating. That's I how I felt. Like, I, I, I was going to say, that's how you looked. That's how you looked. <laughs> like, you were just like sitting there, eyes half open, mm-hmm. glazed, and just like dipping chicken strips into some barbecue sauce <laughs> and just like eating. <laughs> I've, oh, I also got you a, a Sprite. You wanted a you wanted a soda, and I was oh, like, yeah. um, I was like, no, something caffeine has to be free caffeine free. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I was like, I just want a Coca Cola. <laughs> I forgot that you ate Jello during yeah, labor, I, I and ha- you were like, <laughs> they brought it in, and it was red, and you're like, oh, great red dye. I don't even care. Red dye forty. Okay, I don't care. I'm starving. I don't care. I'm starving. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you are gonna have a baby, pack Jello. Without food coloring in it? I would just say pack a whole bunch of snacks. No, you're not supposed to eat. I would say... Pack liquid stuff. From my point of view, Brittany, when she said, bring some snacks, for whatever reason, in my mind, I said, okay, snacks. I brought like a bag of chips, some trail mix, and candy. And then when I got there, I was like, I should have packed some beef jerky or something. Protein. I don't know how I would have gotten hot water. I'm sure I could have asked for hot water, but like brought a few cup noodles or something like yeah. it's not the most healthy but oh my gosh i would have killed for like a cup of noodles because there is a cafeteria there but and all these people that think you're the you i don't want to be rude but you text me and then i didn't hear from you for 12 hours well guess what we were working for 12 hours it wasn't like we could leave and come back yeah it, it, it for the outside person, when someone's in the hospital, you're like waiting and waiting. And so you're thinking, what are they doing? It was like a 25- But when you're in the hospital, it's like an hour or so. It was like a 25-minute 25 25. round trip to go downstairs into the basement across to this other part of the yeah. hospital, get food, and then come back. But I do think that we could have ordered room service in that room as well. And nobody told us. Oh. Yeah, hmm. that, I realized that at the end. And I was really disappointed. But... Story for another day. <laughs> so you went before 3 a.m. before it closed. And then you got back right as the nurse was about to take the specs of the baby. And then that's when, 3 a.m., that's when I found out I gave birth to an 8-pound, 5-ounce baby boy. Everybody in the room kept saying how big he was. Yeah. And I was and like, I, all I kept, kept thinking was like, Oh my gosh, we got newborn diapers and all newborn clothes. <laughs> he's still a newborn and he's yeah. three weeks old. So. When you first see him, when he first comes out, I'm like, that baby's huge. Yeah. And he's still tiny, people. Even everybody that's seen pictures of him, he looks much bigger in pictures. Yeah, he does. I'm just so glad that he was tucked up in me and he wasn't kicking as much as he could have been. Because he was long. He was 21 inches. Yeah. 21 and a half inches somewhere between 24 and a half i feel like he looks 24. i, feel I like mean 21 he looks big in pictures 
Yeah. Because a lot of the pictures are you guys holding him. Oh. We need and more pictures of small. you holding him. But like when me and Patrick hold him or my dad. I like, did notice in dad's Super Bowl picture, yeah. he looks tiny. Any any picture of being held by a man, he he looks small. Like okay. he still feels so so tiny to me. The picture of Britt holding him from the other day, he looks like a toddler. <laughs> That's only because he started holding his head up recently. And you're so tiny. And I was trying to like, you know, angle, angle my him shoulder. Like he's standing up in front of you. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't want his head to go like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay. off track. Go back. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, you gave birth to a big baby. And I was like, and yet I was saying I need a break. And you said no. Like, <laughs> you got to get him out. That, <laughs> this is why it took so long. Yeah. It was so frustrating. Um, so then by 4 a.m., we were, I feel like I took like maybe a couple minutes of naps. Yes, I like have a picture over of you. Over again. When he was doing skin to skin, as you were eating, you fell asleep. And okay. I took a picture of you in the, curled up in the bed asleep okay. when Woody was doing skin to skin. Yeah. I remember being like out of it. And then all of a sudden, like I was being woken up to go to the bathroom before we left the labor when they were getting delivery. you set up to go to your extended stay room yeah, yeah and that's when she taught me how to use the parent peri bottle. bottle and she was like you're gonna get into this weird contraption chair because i still had the epidural Oh, that thing was cool oh and i remember her ripping out the epidural out of my back that was painful and for the next week and a half of recovery Sore. my back hurt so bad yeah, yeah. Back labor is no joke. I was going to say, Shannon, when I was doing skin to skin, you were asleep too. I or, did. I fell asleep. Or at least your eyes were closed. Oh, yeah. I was so tired. Yeah. When I when I left, after we got you all set up, I know you're going to get to that point, but after you got all set up and I went home, I was like, I'm going to go home and get a couple hours sleep. I just went straight in the house to the bed, laid down, and I was asleep. Clothes, everything. Makeup. I had makeup on for three days, I think. Same makeup for three days. And... I was out and I woke up to my phone was blown up, but it was like nonstop from when you started pushing to when we all fell asleep. When I was doing skin to skin was the first time that our room was completely empty with no nurses for probably six hours or something. Maybe more than that. Maybe longer than that. But I remember I was so tired and I was almost falling asleep, but I couldn't fall asleep because I was holding him. And every time I felt like I was about to fall asleep, I felt like my arms were going to let go of him. And so I kept like waking that twitch. up. Yeah. And then, and then I would be looking at him and I was looking at both of you guys sleeping and I was looking at him sleeping and I'm like, did he stop breathing? And I would like take a really deep breath and all of a sudden he would, <clears throat> and I was like, okay, okay, okay you're good. You're good. But like every like two minutes I would take another deep breath to make sure he was still alive. <laughs> Okay, I do have to say every single moment and even the day we came home was so traumatizing because it's like, is he breathing? Yeah. You're looking at him. You're holding your hand over their face to feel the... Because you can't tell. No. I left the podcast twice because he's sleeping in another room and I went to go check on him (laughs) just just to make sure that Oswald didn't sit on his face or something. (laughs) Face, ew. I don't... Not like that, you nasty... I just mean like Oswald is the only one in the house that has not fully cozied up to him yet. And yeah, I thought yeah. maybe while we're not looking, Ozzy's going to go lay down across his face. Because Posey's right here. Yeah. With Good Gigi. Posey. 
She's asleep. Um, okay, so by 4 a.m., we were moved from, um, to our recovery room, which was like two floors up. And so, yeah, this is when they taught me how to use a perine A big room bottle. with a big window. We yeah. Were in, no like window. We were in the basement in the other room. I know. And I was like, like how would you know how much ti- time? What day it is? What day is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had no idea how much. I kept asking everyone, like, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Um, so, eventually, I got put into a wheelchair um and this they also set me up with um a diaper too they like taught me they how got to you all dressed create for the, your next the diaper so yeah. i could sit in the wheelchair and then that's when i held liam in my arms to be wheeled out and up to the next floor for us to recover um and that we have a video of there's like this light switch thing in the, in the hallway hall. and um when you give when you're done giving birth and you're ready to move up a floor um it's makes the song um the lullaby baby lullaby um and i remember you going that was it (laughs) because it just like one little verse and ended and i was like that's it (laughs) couldn't play the whole song they're like okay let's go i'm like okay that was nice (laughs) but i do remember crying a lot. I yeah. think, I, we, I, think I was... we cried leaving the room. We cried in the mm-hmm. hall. We cried in the elevator. Yeah. I don't really remember the elevator, to be honest. Oh, it wait. Like no, I do. It was a service elevator. Because... Um, we got stuck. We got stuck. We got stuck. Yes. And then also <laughs> there was a cart of all of our stuff. Like, we had so many bags and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, this is chaotic. <laughs> um, it was like then... that all the time when they moved Aunt Megan. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So by 4 a.m. we were in that room. Still tired, as you can tell. I'm exhausted. You'd be like that for a few months. Yeah. I'm getting like three and a half hours of sleep here and there. Um so then I have in my notes by five thirty we went to sleep, so you had left mm-hmm. probably at five. And it was so funny when I was driving home. I was like, as soon as I got on the freeway, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like you're tired. Like keep your eyes open. It had been two days. Yeah. So I was like, keep your eyes open. And then I was like, why are all these cars on the freeway? (laughs) Like, oh man, everybody's going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, So we tried to get some sleep. I do remember the nurse being like, you want to keep the TV on and a light on so that the baby doesn't get used to like a pitch dark room. And she turns the light on and of course it's the only light that's literally in my face. And I'm like, what can you go turn off that light and turn a different light on? Like that's behind me. So I'm not looking at a fluorescent light. It was awful. Um, But eventually I got you know, because I was exhausted. I fell asleep. Um, and then by... They woke up, me up a couple times for pain management. But then I would just go back to sleep immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by 8.45 is when we woke up to text messages and people wanting to come and visit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want a lot of visitors. Um, but I did want Woody to have the opportunity of people walking in the room and him saying it's a boy right um so by 10 
17, we had our first visitor, which was Woody's dad. Um, and by 4 p.m., all our visitors had left. Left for the day, yeah. So I literally think we got maybe six hours of sleep mm-hmm. from Saturday, 10 p.m., all the way to Monday, 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. So we did want to talk about this on the podcast of people being a little panicked about not getting the news or not having us respond right away, which was surprisingly a lot of people. But now that you guys have heard my labor story, um, it was a lot harder than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. I think it was harder than anybody I know that has had a kid. I'm besides your friend in Texas. Yeah. Um, but I, I just have to say like, now that, you know, I hope you feel a lot better. Um, we weren't ignoring anybody. We weren't trying to keep anybody out. It was, it was high stress. And then it was at the beginning, it was like, well, who do you tell? Because what if it's not? Yeah. You know? And then it's like, well, we need to tell some people, certain people, because you're actually in labor now. Yeah. And then we thought, well, I just gave birth at one forty-seven a.m. Visiting hours don't start until 9 a.m. the next day. Well, that day. So, like, there's no point in texting someone at 2 a.m. saying that I had the baby. They're asleep. Yeah. Right. That was another thing is like when but we then, were finally settled at like 5 a.m. It was like, do I text people now? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to get some rest and then I'll text everybody and see who wants to come and who can come and yeah, things like that. But you don't realize like from seven o'clock on Saturday or on Sunday yeah. until five o'clock Monday morning, we were it was nonstop. There was when was the last time you guys remember texting or messaging people? Because mine ended at like 2 p.m. Right after the baby came and he was okay, I text a dozen people saying, baby's here. No, but here. when did you just stop said, communicating here. with people? Because I think that's what was scaring people was they they were getting responses from us and then all of a sudden the responses stopped. I'd probably say 3 a.m. maybe. You stopped texting people at 3 a.m.? The people that were texting me back. There were a, a few people that stayed up all night. and Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Well, of course, you know, Aunt Liz stayed up. Yeah. And um, because she was praying for us. Yeah. And um, she would ask, she would reach out and say, everything okay? What's the next update? What's the next up? You know? Yeah. And then as soon as I said, baby is here, um, Brittany, of course, wants to make the announcement. Yeah. You know? It was hard because I couldn't, I mean, it was... Honestly, it was the most traumatic thing I had ever been through with you. Yeah. And it was like, it was a little scarring. And for a week, I had like PTSD about it. Like when the day we got home and you said that, okay, I'm going to have another one. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to the next one. And you're like, you have to. And I was like, I don't think I can. It well, was I don't so think traumatic. dad can handle it. So it I would be you. I, I don't think I can handle so traumatic. I'm fine now. Yeah. You know, everything is fine. But I think it was very traumatic and it was very emotional. And I'm trying to not cry in the room. I'm trying to not show panic. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep you calm and keep encouraging you. Mm -hmm. And then people are texting. 
Yeah. You know, so I, I've tr- I tried. I tried. And I know some people think I failed and I'm sorry, but yeah. I tried. Yeah. And I wanted people to come to the hospital. Right. Or have the opportunity to come and visit so that Woody had the chance of saying it's a boy. Right. Because that that, I was giving him that part of it. Right. Since most of the pregnancy and everything was me announcing. Um, Ouch. So I just feel like next time we're not going to tell anyone I'm in labor. We're just going to let you know the baby's born. And then we're going to do a group text and you guys can figure out how to remove yourselves. And we'll just say the baby's here at whatever time I did is. feel really bad that I had missed some people. Yeah. Like updating some people. But there was just... It was there so was no chaotic. Way. I can't text 20 people yeah. separately. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I was doing a copy and paste. Yeah. But it was just like, and that's just close family. Yeah. And I I was only in communication with my best friend, Riley, her mom, and Aunt Liz. Because mm-hmm. I just didn't want people to know. Eventually, people on Instagram figured it out because I wasn't posting. I had several people reach out to me. <laughs> And um, people that I haven't talked to in years, but, you know, that are family friends or whatever, follow us. And even people that follow our podcast, reach out to me and say, I noticed nobody's been online in a couple of days. And I said, yes, announcement coming soon. Yeah. 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 Coming soon as in, oh, this kid won't come out in three days. I just like, I understand because I was in the hospital so much with Aunt Megan that time just Things are happening and time inside is flying by. Yeah. And I do know I've been on the outside too waiting for an update. And I know Mm -hmm. that it's like, when are they going to tell me what's going on? You know? Yeah. So I do apologize. Mm -hmm. The only thing I have to say too is being in labor in the hospital for 27 hours isn't as bad as women who like scold their child and are like, I was in 27 hours of labor and you shouldn't treat me this way. Like, you know how they use their, the long labor. It didn't feel like 27 hours looking back and like trying to recover and catch up on sleep. Yes. It felt like 27 hours, but as far as the pain and how time was going by, it felt like it was more like 12 hours. Right. Because it's not hard, hard labor the whole time. Yeah. And we also didn't have a window. So, so we I had no idea what time it is. We, and I, the clock was behind my head. So I had no idea what time it was. And I kept asking you guys, like, what time was it? I remember when Woody was going down to the cafeteria and he was like, do you want something to eat? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we haven't eaten all day. Yeah, I was, I was about to say that having no window hamburgers. in the room was kind of like a blessing and a curse. Having me in the room? No, having no window. Oh. I thought he said having you in the room was a blessing and a curse. I'm like, I get that. No, it was 100% blessing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were like the only person talking Brittany off the ledge. I think the three of us are a very good team. And at the point of, of difficulty during the labor process, I think that we do very good because there's a point where Woody's working very good with you and then you've had enough and then I can work with you and then you have enough of me. And then Woody can step in. I think we do pretty good managing your anxiety. Yeah. But I was going to say, when I when I finally was like, okay, I need to eat food. And I went to go downstairs to get food. It's weird. So we're on the second floor is where the labor and delivery was. Mm-hmm. And then the food, you had to go into the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's like in between two buildings underground. But I remember thinking to myself, I was like, 
I'm going to stop and I'm going to go outside and like get a breath of fresh air. And then, I don't know, because I was tired or something, I just literally got in the elevator and went straight to the basement to go get food. I was like, oh, shoot. Well, I'll just stop and go get some air on my way up. But then at that point, I was like, I'm so hungry. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care, care about- what time it is. I don't care what it looks like outside. I don't need to see anything. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to stay in the cave. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't need to see the sunlight. Let's just keep keep on keeping on. I remember when I came in, uh, when I brought, I think it was Tuesday when I came. and um, Tuesday was the day that he got the circumcision. And it was like, we were literally waiting right. all day long. All day like, long. When and people he... kept texting me that day too. And I'm like, <sighs> we're trying to deal with the nurses it, it, and doctors. Hello, still. she had a major trauma. It, yeah. it took me two hours to get her ready to leave. Yeah. You know, and then Woody's got to go with the baby and be with the baby. And then, you know, and the finance and all that stuff. Woody was dealing with all the paperwork and stuff. So yeah. it was like, but you, both of you had like no color at all. You were like ghosts. Now you were very sick. Your, your lips were gray and cause you were so anemic the next day. But Woody looked like he hadn't seen the sun in a week. <laughs> yeah. I will say another thing, like. When I was supposed to be sleeping, the quote-unquote bed that they give the husbands <laughs> that in those long rooms, couch. Oh my gosh! Number one, don't be over six feet tall if you're going to be a dad going to a hospital. <laughs> They're not long enough to accommodate accommodate you. Number two, hundred percent recommend bringing your own pillow and a sleeping bag, oh, or yeah. at least your own blanket. Having my own pillow was the the best decision I made because the pillows they gave us were loud, crunchy, They're like plastic, and like two, yeah. two inches thick. Like yeah. so you had to thin. Use five of them. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was, um, when when we did when they were doing a circumcision, so they had me stand outside of like this, like there was like the operating room they were in, and then this little waiting room, and then they had me standing in the hall. So I'm like looking through two glass doors. And I'm waiting for this the, to be over. And then um, when we when we walked over to that room, a nurse was put. Uh, no, a nurse. Yeah, a nurse had him in the bassinet and was pushing him down the hallway, and I was following her. Right. And then after they were done with the circumcision, they basically just put him back in the bassinet and they like pushed the bassinet to me, and they're like, okay, "There you go. Here you go. <laughs> uh, everything went well. It looks nice." And I was like, "Okay." It looks nice. And I was like, "Okay." And I was like expecting somebody to like start walking me back to the room, and there was like. Okay, see ya. You could just go and anywhere. That was no. that was the first time I thought I was like, "Huh, this is my kid." Yeah, they trust like, me. They're just they're they just, just giving him to me. They just gave him to me, and I'm supposed to uh, take him home. And like, it's all it's all mine from here. <laughs> okay, going back to when we got put into our um, recovery room at like 5 a.m., I forgot to mention the security people had called our room. And because they put a like a they put an ankle monitor on the baby. Yeah, and it does like a silent alarm. And so they called my room, and the nurses were like, "They just got here." What do you mean? This is their baby, and I'm like not hearing the other side of the call, and I'm like, "What is happening?" All of a sudden, security's in our room, and they're like, "We just need to check to make sure that the mom's number and the baby's number tags are the same." Um, because the silent alarm went off and the nurse was like, they literally just 
came into the room like just now. So I don't know how the alarm got hit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, wow, this is like lock security. But then that's Woody's... good. It makes you feel a little bit better. But then he's walking the halls with your baby. Yeah. After the circumcision, I'm like, you can really get away with taking. No, but to get to the elevators is the alarm, and it says alarm will sound. No, like no, no infants past this mark. Also, when security came in. And they were like, okay, yeah, let's check everybody's tags because I had a wristband too. Oh, gosh, this too. is so funny. <laughs> I had a wristband too that had the same number as Brittany and as Liam. And so they're like, okay, um, number 52677, mom. And she's like, yep. And they're like, dad. And I was like, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I, so tired. I never had gotten the chance to eat my chicken strips. Yes. And it had been like an additional three hours. Yes. So they're just sitting cold on a plate. And I literally like just sat down. <laughs> and was opening up a sauce packet or something and they were trying to You're get like, me to check yeah I was like, looks I don't like care. it i don't care Brittany confirmed it i'm with her we're good i won't go anywhere without them yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i will say the last thing about um that night when we first got into that room is shannon you had left and it's just Brittany, liam and i and i'm sitting down on the couch eating my chicken Brittany's laying in the bed holding the baby and there's a nurse in there and she's going over this whole chart of everything that needs to happen before we leave the hospital. <laughs> and it's like a 10 step process. And she's You're going like, over I'm each tired. individual line with a bunch of detail. And, I'm like, and Brittany is like, cross-eyed. looks exactly as how you described, just pale white, blue lips. Yep. Her eyes are sunken in because she hasn't slept in 48 hours and just gave birth. And I remember at one point the nurse is like, so you guys might want to, you know, probably take take turns sleeping. Um, just be aware that, you know, mom, because you've been pregnant, like you're used to getting up in the middle of the night and not getting a full night's sleep. So, um, you know, it'll be hard. But like, just remember your husband's not used to not sleeping through the night. So it'll be difficult for him. But then she looks at both of us and she looks over at me and is like, um, but you're definitely going to want to take the first watch, uh, Dad, because Mom looks like she's about ready to pass out. <laughs> and I think I got a picture of you, like, right before that, and you look, yeah, you look up inches from death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I can laugh about it right now. All I remember is being, like, I could barely hold my head up. Like, I felt like an infant, you know, like, bobblehead. Bobblehead, yeah. And I remember I couldn't see straight. My eyes just kept crossing because yeah. I was so tired. And they were still talking. And I was like, I'm not going to remember any of this. Just so you know, so you might have to come back in here in, like, a couple hours. I honestly wanted to be like, can we deal with this later? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but, yeah, so then on Tuesday... um. We were waiting for the circumcision for forever. And I feel like it happened at like 4 p.m. or something. I don't know. I was so exhausted. Time was like not on our side. Right. Uh, But they kept saying like, are you going to stay another night? And I was like, are you kidding? No. Like. On Tuesday? We just want him to get his circumcision and leave. Yeah. Well, remember I told you that everything moves very slow in the hospital. Like, they'll say, okay, we're going to start checking you out. That's like four hours from now. Yeah. And also, I was thinking, like, another night is $500 just to stay here. Well, at one point on Tuesday when it got past 11, we were like, well, we're already charged for today. What do you want for dinner? Yeah. Like, let's order her some food. Yeah. So, on Tuesday, I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
um, which was but nice. it was a long process because you have to the nurse when he comes back from his surgery the nurse has to check him 30 minutes oh. after and then an hour after and then we had to get you ready and you were so pale and shaky you had to keep sitting down yeah in I between sat in the brushing shower your hair, yeah uh, brushing your teeth changing your clothes yeah and then we had to do the video and the announcement and picture photos. And, yeah that's why i'm like how do women do it where like they look like they're back to normal the next day after giving birth like, you looked gorgeous when i walked in the second day i'm like you look beautiful not tuesday but when i walked in with with uh daddy when i brought daddy oh yeah your I hair was all because i still had makeup on yeah i hadn't I taken it off you yet. looked over at me you said do i have all my lashes i said one's missing but it's, you can't really notice it <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So the prepping of, I feel like postpartum recovery sucks so bad, especially because I was so anemic that like I had to keep taking breaks. So everything took longer. And then I remember us trying to pack everything up and then. And come um, up with a plan. Like- his circumcision scared me. So when Woody went. Right. The dad handled deal that. with it. Yeah. Um, and then he wasn't crying he was totally fine when Mm -hmm. you brought him back and i was like okay and then the nurse showed how to change his diaper and how to change the dressing apply the Mm -hmm. gauze and everything um and the gauze was so bloody the first i instantly burst into tears crying hysterically yeah and i the nurse finally left and i was like did i do the right thing like i felt so he was crying so loud yeah and that was when I had like mom guilt right away. Yeah. Your first mom guilt. I think that was the first time that he like scream cried in front of you. Yeah. Because before he was making these little lamb like. Eh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that was his first like cry out loud. And I just was I just felt so bad. Um, but his little lamb noises. Um, we call him little lammy. Yes. Um. Or Lammy Liam. So that's his little nickname um, because he used to make little lamb noises. Sometimes he still does, but I remember those memories very vividly. And I remember Monday into Tuesday, like sleeping and then waking up and being like, oh, this little thing is so cute. Yeah. Like just I, staring at him. Yeah. yeah. And the first full week I was like, how am I ever going to get sleep? All I do is stare at yeah, him. Yeah. I remember that. So. I remember crying. Like. I, I remember at one point. Like, once every like four hours, I would just randomly start yeah. crying. I think it was like two days after you were home. Where yeah. I was standing in the kitchen and Woody came around the corner and he was like, when do the emotions stop? <laughs> I'm like, after a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. I think mine was because of the like epidural and anesthesia. Well, it's like, I was, it's like this gift that you're given, yeah. which is what it is. And he's so beautiful. And yeah. he's yours. It's like that instant love. Yeah. And then every time you look at him and then when your parents see him, yes. you know, for the first time, like when your dad when saw dad him for the first walked time. In, I was and then when so Woody's emotional. parents see him for the first yeah. time. Then when your uncle sees him yeah. and your great grand the great grandma sees him, you know, it's yeah. just like when you see other people getting emotional over your child, like you see their love for him already. Yeah. And it's like then it just starts all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's literally the best feeling in the world. I don't know how people don't. Well, you don't like, know it. I No, but I just don't understand how people don't have this bond with their child. Like, oh, I feel. Well, I will really, tell you something. What? A maternal instinct, a maternal um, bond is genetic thing. Not everybody has that. And I have had friends that have told me, you know, I don't have that. I have to work really hard at being a mom. It does not come naturally to me. I don't have that instant, but I'm trying, you know, and I feel so bad because I felt like that came very easily for me. It obviously came easy for you. Mm -hmm. It was instantaneous, Mm -hmm. you know, but it is. uh, Did you think of me at all? Like when you had a kid, you were like, oh, this is how much my mom loves me. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I thought this is why you got, you cried so much when I was growing up. Yeah. And I'd be like, mom, why are you crying? And then I would get emotional. I think one of you, I said to one of you, oh, wait till he goes to kindergarten. Yeah. I'm going to be a wreck. That's the most traumatic moment. So when our kids are ready to go to school, I already made this agreement with Woody well, mm-hmm. actually, I told him this is the agreement. <laughs> you can't go with but, him. No, we're both going. Oh, you to mean to drop, drop him off. off? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But of course. we're taking the whole day off. Oh, so you can come back and get him after? So that we can go to breakfast okay. after. That's good. Keep each other busy. Yeah. And then I think pick him really up together. Sweet. You should make that a tradition yeah. for the rest of his school days. So my old fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Carpenter, does that with her kids. Oh, she All does. All the first days. And they stopped doing it once the youngest was finally in school. So. How did she do that as a teacher? She took the first day off of school every year? No, no, no. She wasn't a teacher she, when she had babies. Yeah. She stopped teaching when she started having babies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, was... yeah. I think, I actually, I think she continued with the first one just a little bit and then that was it. Yeah. She was done. She was, well, she has four. So. Yeah. You can't work and have four. Yeah, no. It's not possible. So that is my labor birth story. I know it was a long. It was. It's a long episode. It's a long but episode, it's a but it's definitely worth it. Episode and it's funny. It's the first episode of the new season. You've so. missed us, so just listen to it, pause, and listen to the rest. Yeah. Sometimes I have to do that. And I'm busy. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. And I know we've missed you all. Mm-hmm. I feel this kind of energy. Yeah. With us all sitting in here and talking. Like, yeah. Yeah. I miss this. Yeah. We'll have so. Liam on soon. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, he was on today's episode. If you could hear in the background him in when the he background. first started crying. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast and listening to today's episode. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Sutherland Girls. And don't forget to like and rate our podcast. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts app. (laughs) I don't remember that. (laughs) Mommy brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you again. We appreciate all of you. Um, Don't forget to look at our most recent videos on Instagram that have gone viral. So huge. They're hilarious. So enjoy and share. Share. Other than that, bye.